0: With this week's CU Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear first from left tackle Stefan Nemba, then head coach Mike McIntyre, and lastly, nose tackle Justin Solis. Hey, go
1: check, Mike, one, two, three. <laughs> Is that how you do it? Is that how you do it? <laughs>
0: Questions for Stefan?
1: Is
2: that
1: a new hairdo? <laughs> nah, it's not a new head like, uh, uh, it deal. Depend, it depends on uh, the time. Oh, thing I like sometimes to keep the afro on. Stephon, can you talk about uh, what,
0: uh, uh, what it means to play with a new quarterback behind you? What uh, adjustments the offensive line might have to make? Uh, is, is his voice hard to hear, all those kind of things?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to Washington State. It's going to be a pretty, pretty loud place. I remember last time we played there, it was pretty loud. But as far as the quarterback is concerned, I mean, offensive linemen have one job, and our job is to protect whoever is behind us. So it doesn't really matter. Any adjustment that needs to be done, we will make it. But, you know, our job is to protect the quarterback. Stephon,
3: obviously USC got to him quite a bit the other night. Um, Did you sense that uh, they brought a lot more pressure once Cade got into the game?
1: Uh, I didn't say it at all. I think they probably just read the, the scheme of the offense that we were playing you know if the offense line is responsible for five guys and you bring a six seven guy then that means the quarterback is hot so he has to kind of throw the ball away so they pretty much read what we were doing. Na said he offered
0: to buy you guys some kind of gift. Getting
1: sacked. Did you hear that? Can
0: you kind of
1: recreate that moment
0: for us? We'll say
1: that. He said, I told my offensive line that I'd get him a gift today. Yeah, I mean. I asked him if it was against NCAA rules, he said he didn't know. No, anything like that is not against NCAA. You know, we'll take anything we can get from the (laughs) quarterback. Yeah.
2: How do you think uh Cade handled himself in the huddle? Um uh, he probably prepared to play but probably wasn't expecting to play. Um how do you think he handled himself and what do you expect
1: out of him this week? I mean he handled it pretty good, you know. I think he's called a touchdown pass, right? Didn't he? Yes, I yep. think he handled pretty too. Yes, yeah, he so <laughs> I think he handled it pretty good. I mean Obviously, there are times where he's hot, you know, where he got to get rid of the ball and things like that. But I think for someone out there coming and getting some snaps, was that the first time or the second time? I think maybe second time he did a pretty good job. You know, this week as offensive linemen, we just got to be worried about, like, protecting him and giving him a little bit more time so he can, you know, make all his check down and throw the ball. Stefan, what kind of season
2: do you think you've had
1: and where do you see your biggest improvement? Oh, I see. <laughs> I think the season was it was okay. It was pretty good, you know, for the most part. I know. I, I know for experts uh, in the run block, I gotta be more technique wise as far as the second fit on the ground and the pass pro being okay. You know, it's not always. <laughs> I don't usually get a test message from Coach Bernard telling me that I did a good job on pass protection. So I got it last week. I was pretty happy. It never happened. So for him to actually take the time to test me (laughs) that I did a good job on pass protection, uh, he means a lot. So I guess I'm improving. So, So what do you remember from that last trip that you guys took up to Pullman and
4: that one you guys had?
1: Uh, all I remember is Tony Jones taking us to victory, if I remember correctly. We, uh, we went there and won. I, I don't know if uh, the quarterback, uh, Jordan Webb, did he carry the ball to the end zone, something like that? Yeah, I don't It's kind of flashy, but hey, I remember that we won the game too. So <laughs> that's all I need to remember, and I hope this time we go back and do the same thing and win the game. Thank you. Thank you very much.
5: What did people used to do in press conferences before you had computers and you know you had to write everything down and, and actually de- talk to talk to each other? Yeah, talk to each other. <laughs> what a
3: concept. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, everybody ready?
1: Yeah. Questions. Uh, opening statement? Yes. Go
3: for any questions.
0: No,
5: I'm good. Um, I'll, uh, the uh, uh, Washington State uh, um, coach Leeds is doing a good job with them. They've won some dramatic football games on the last play and uh, made some um, exciting plays. Their quarterback um, Luke Falk makes them go. Um, he makes a lot of great throws. They got ex- excellent receivers. It seems like they got glue on their hands on some of their catches. Um, they do a great job there. And then defensively, um, they've been very opportunistic and making a lot of plays. Very aggressive. Um, Destiny Vaheo, number 97, um, he's a beast inside. Um, he's really hard to block, and he makes a lot of plays. I've uh, been very impressed with their, uh, with their football team and, and what they're doing. So, um, we'll play up, head up there to play on ESPN again, which will be a lot of fun, and uh, um, we're excited about going and playing. So, I'll take any questions at this time.
4: Coach, last year Washington State was similar to you guys and they had Five losses in one score games. This year they have five wins in one score games. What changed
5: for them? Uh, they've made some plays in the in the in the final plays of the game. Um, they, um, you know, they I think they scored on the last play of the game. I believe in two or three of the games for sure, and then one of them was like a couple in the last few seconds. Um, they've um, really done a good job of that, and their quarterback has made some good plays, and their um, offensive line and the receivers have uh, been very Im- Im- impressed with what they've uh, what they've done.
0: similar question, but. You have an almost identical record to reach in his first three years trying to rebuild the program. Um, he was asked at his presser this week if he sees similarities in the programs and rebuilding. And basically, so what I see is they're playing people close, just like we're playing people close. We're getting some wins in those. But also, they have a new facility, you have a new facility. Do you see a similarity in the, in, in the rebuilding project he's had to do there and what? You're doing here, and, and you know you're always, we're always talking about patients right? That you were this close, we're this close. Well, it looks like they were this close last year, and now they're starting to win those
5: games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's always different at every school. You have you know you have um, there's different demographics. There's different recruiting areas, kind of so to speak. There's uh, different academic standards. Um, you you play basically in the same conference, but you play different schedules. Um, and so but I think Mike's done an excellent job there with them. Um, you know you can see his program what he's trying to do offensively and then um, defensively he, he made a, I think he made a change or they had a change last year and they defensively they're doing well. Um, and uh, he's, he's um, you know, knowing, knowing Mike, he, he's really funny um, and uh, he don't always come away that way out to the media, but he's really a funny guy. I mean he has a good personality and he, he's done a good job there. I, you know, I think you just you just keep working, you set your program in place, you set your culture in place, and then you keep recruiting to it and you keep working it, and keep watching your team mature to it. Um, and uh, I think that they've um, done that in a lot of ways. Does
0: it look like they turned
5: the corner this year? Then? I think they, you know, definitely they've turned the corner. They've they've made some plays. Um, if they if they would have uh, overthrown one of those balls or a couple of them got tipped away, you might not say they turned the corner. And I think that's kind of what he's saying. They're, they're close and they've made some of the plays. That's good and that's a credit to them. Um, And, uh, you know, we need to to try to to make some more plays like that in in some close games. Uh, Last week against USC, they had one receiver that had been leading the team by far
2: in yards, They knew to cover him. This week, uh, Washington State has a lot of receivers that can catch the ball. What's the defense mentality knowing you can't just cover one guy?
5: Well, I think in this system, it all goes back to their trigger man because they're, they're gonna, he's going to throw it to a lot of different guys. He, he does a good job of reading the defenses. And uh, the old cliche, the best pass defense is a quarterback on his back. Um, you know, but they, he's hard to get to. Their offensive line does a good job. They get out of their hands quick. But we've got to be able to disrupt the quarterback somehow, some way. If it, you know, Coverage-wise, pass rush-wise, disrupting receivers, but they're a good timing offense. He gets the ball out of his hands quick. Um, so we're going to have to disrupt the quarterback. And then there was some of the receivers that are going to make some of their catches. There's no doubt because they're going to throw it so much. Um, and then we've got to limit them to run after catch um, type of thing because they'll, they'll take a lot. And then the other thing you got to realize, they're a really good screen-throwing team. So a lot of these are to running backs or receivers on short routes. So um, evaluating that, with our linemen have to evaluate that because your, your linemen, like, believe it or not, they, they make a lot of plays on those screens. And uh, they have to understand and be able to feel that. So, um, you know, there's not just one guy you have to stop. Um, There's a multitude of guys, but mainly it's number four that you got to kind of slow down somehow.
2: Coach, it never seems that Leach is without a good quarterback Mm -hmm. wherever he stops. What's behind that? Is that something that kind of feeds itself and coaches, high school coaches, want to send their guys to him? Or how do you view that?
5: Yeah, I think, well, number one, he does a good job of training them. Um, I I think, number two, he's kind of got – they know they're going to come there and throw it, you know, not always, but close to average 50 throws a game probably. Um, And so I think that they um, know that they're going to be able to throw the ball and they can do it. And then then he's looking for a certain type of guy to fit their system. Um, And uh, um, I believe his uh, quarterback coach was one of his great quarterbacks at Texas Tech. Um, too, so I think that helps because he's been in the system when he's recruiting quarterbacks, he can tell them all about it, how he, all the things he did and how he coaches them and understanding the system, so I think that helps him.
2: I'd like to talk to Cade earlier today, and I kind of, he made the quote yesterday where he said, the person and player I was at the beginning of the season is not the person and player I am today, and he said he's just matured a lot. Have you been around, is that a common thing for players to mature in the middle of a season as quickly as a parent he has, or is that kind
5: of unique? Well, I I think it's it's been a process since his freshman year. Um, And then I think he kind of clicked and realized, hey, this is what I have to do if I want to be successful. Um, You know, he has great parents, and they've been behind him all the way. And and I think he just kind of matured a little bit. And uh, I I think, you know, it's always a process, but I think maybe he kind of finally felt comfortable this is what I do, got in his routines of doing what he needs to do, and um, he's doing well in school, and, um, you know, he, he's, he's a, he can be a very good football player. So, and it's good that he feels that way and he understands the choices and decisions you make reflect on everything.
3: Like you mentioned, it's important to get some pressure and make the ball comfortable. He, When I watch him, it looks like he does a pretty good job of not getting uncomfortable. He stays pretty patient in the pocket. So, Yes. Um, what, have you noticed that with him and um, how –
5: Right, no, he, he's really good. Um, but if it's always a clean pocket,
3: it, I mean,
5: they, he doesn't miss anybody, and they catch him and throw him well. Um, you have to kind of muddy the pocket up somehow, and you have to kind of muddy up coverages, and um, you can't just sit there and say, we're going to play this. Um, he, they'll, they'll figure out how to pick it apart with what they're doing. Um, but, no, he is a um, um, very cool in the pocket, um, sits in there till the last second and throws it. Um, you know, he's, I think – they have the, of course, not anything against their offensive line. They throw it so much, they lead the league in sacks, but that's because they throw it so much. You know, there's more opportunities to do that. Um, so teams are able to kind of put their ears back a little bit more. Uh, but he does a great job of sitting in there and knowing where to throw it and waiting to the last second and getting rid of the ball. Uh, he, he really does a good job of that. Doesn't really throw, throw off his back foot, which that makes him accurate. So um, he does it, he, he does good at it.
0: How does
5: the offense change without Stephon? Um, It won't change much. It won't change much. Um, you know, one of the things is, you know, now we have really two quarterbacks, so probably can't run these guys as much. We'll run them at times. There's no doubt about it, but you're kind of thinking in the back of your head, if you run them too much, you get another one hurt, you're down to one. Um, so you're kind of in that situation, you know. Um, but uh, it won't change much. Uh, we'll do a few things that... Um, that uh, Cade likes and, and, you know, if Jordan ends up going in there, we do a thing, few things that Jordan likes. Everybody had, kind of has their strengths and certain pass patterns they like or certain pass routes they like, um, but uh, it won't change. It's, um, it won't be a drastic change.
0: Mike, did you discuss recruiting Cade and what you saw in him in high school? and, and uh, I mean, obviously he's very accurate. You've talked about his accuracy. Did you see that in high school? Yeah,
5: something? he threw for a ton of yards in high school um, and, and did really well. He was extremely accurate. Um, could move in the pocket, and Kay can run. I mean, he can run. Um, he's just not big in stature right now. He's still maturing, um, and so he would escape out of the pocket and make some nice runs, and you know, off the zone read and some different things that he did at that time in high school. Um, but I think the main thing is he can make he can make every throw, and he can throw it in a tight window. He can throw it deep, and uh, um, he um, has a, a good feel for that in the pocket. Has good balance on what he does.
3: Coach.
4: Cade said he felt like his biggest weakness last week was that he didn't have full control over the offense. Can something like that change enough in a week for him to kind of take over the
5: game? Um, well, I think, you know, one of the things that was, was hard for Cade is all of a sudden take off your headgear, you're right in the middle of the game against USC, and it's in the heat of battle um, for your first time. I think that was a little bit nerve-wracking. I tried to calm him down as much as I could. Um, but you get out there and those big boys are running at you. It's a little bit tougher. Um, it's easier said than done. Um, and then I think that uh, he uh, you know, he gets out there and it finally started to slow down for him. You always hear people talk about that, but that's the truth. When you first get out there, it's like what's going on? It started to slow down for him. He started doing. It. I think he'll feel more slowed down this week, kind of understanding what's going on and having you know, understanding being prepared at every rep. You, you tell every guy all the time you're only one snap away from playing a ton. Um, but until it truly happens in live battle, it's uh, hard to, to, to handle
2: how do you feel your pass rush has been, how effective through what
5: 11 games? Um, of course, it's not as good as you want it. You, want it, you always want it better. Um, I think we have 24 sacks right now. I believe that's correct. Um, so that's, that's good. It's not great. It's not super. It's not terrible. You'd like to have more. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd like to be able to create more pass rush with just four than having to, to bring people. Um, but if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. Um, you know, if you bring a lot of people against Washington State with all their screens and all their jailbreak screens and receivers running back screens it can make you pay so you got to kind of understand how to pick and choose on all that um, And that you know, I think I think Mike Leach wants you to do that a lot because he can just get it easy It'd be feast or famine type thing so um, We need to be able to get there with the guys we have up front and and, and work from there Mike,
2: um, talk about Cade's confidence and I know there at the end of the game on that fourth and six. he tried to take a shot deep and probably maybe most people would rather him gone with the original play, which would have been something shorter. But I guess for a guy to come in off the bench who hasn't had a lot of playing experience, that sort of speaks to his confidence. Like, I guess you'd rather have a confident player out there willing to take a shot as opposed to maybe someone who's timid who's Right. just automatically going right. to check. Yeah,
5: you definitely want a confident guy. It's just like the guy that if you're, if you're point guard in basketball – Wants to get rid of the ball and not get fouled at the end to have to make the winning foul shot. You want the guy that holds it, wants to get fouled. And if he makes it or misses it, that's it. But you want that type of guy. So I I agree with you. I think that uh, he does have confidence. I think he's very confident in his ability to throw a football wherever he wants to throw it.
0: Obviously, you're going to need a lot of DBs to play in this game. Isaiah Oliver got some extensive Mm playing time last week. How did he grade out in that game? And what have you seen from his development? Um,
5: Isaiah played well. And, uh, you know, Isaiah has been playing in all our games on special teams and playing some at DB. He'll play at DB quite a bit in this game. Um, and uh, he, he graded out well in the game and played hard. Um, Isaiah is going to be a really, really good football player. You
0: spoke the other night, obviously, in the aftermath of the Settles injury and how he was emotionally. Now, it's a few days later, how is he doing? How are his spirits? What kind of conversations
5: um, his, his spirits are good. He, he's an exceptional young man. We were walking off the field. He was crutching off the field, and I was walking off the field after practice. A day and he had met with the uh, foot doctor and so we were we were discussing uh, everything the scenario of it and um, getting back and uh, and so we were talking about the time he looked at me and said I'll be back I'll be back you know so um, you know he and he had a smile on his face he wasn't down and he's been at every practice he's been at all the meetings quarterback he doesn't miss anything he wants to be a part of everything um, so uh, um, he, he's a great leader and he's you know he's helping Kate and Jordan all again can.
0: When is his surgery scheduled?
5: Can you tell us that? Um, I am gonna get down there. I believe we're gonna s believe it's gonna be Friday, but that all differs at times, but I believe it'll be Friday.
3: Like you mentioned, he wants to be a part of everything. Is he gonna be able to travel?
5: Not with the surgery Friday.
3: Um, he won't be able to. But to Utah are
5: you um, hopefully if he if he's feeling good enough. It just depends <coughs> on how all the recovery goes with it.
3: And how much of a difference is it, will it make you think not having him there because he's been such an emotional guy if he can't beat that game?
5: Um, well, I mean, it's tough. You know, the hard thing about young men getting injured for the player and the coach and the team is a lot of times they can't go on the trips, and you can only take so many on the trips according to um, Pac-12 and NCAA rules. So when a guy's injured, you got to replace him with somebody. So then you're still sitting in the number. So, um that's kind of how that works. Um, but not having him there, you know, I was I, honestly, I was thinking about that this morning when I got up. I said, huh, it's going to be kind of weird without Cephal there because he's been at every game that I've ever coached at um, here. So uh, it'll be different for me for sure.
3: And just real quick, a couple other injured guys uh, Atkins, Jared Coe, and Ryan Mulder, What's their status? Um,
5: uh, Jared Coe will be back. Um, Ryan Moeller will not. Michael Atkins will not. So, on
3: Atkins. Did he play again this year i don't know
5: so he's still trying mm-hmm.
2: i know a couple years ago mike we did a story with you mm-hmm. on it where you were telling the team to just keep swimming just keep swimming yeah. just keep swimming when a guy like Seppo goes down and you know he's been such a rock back there for your team i'm sure it was a shock to some people's systems on the sideline it looked like your team did just keep playing and mm-hmm. didn't let them. Did you like the way your team reacted to Sepo going down and then having to rally around?
5: Yeah, I, I did. I thought they they didn't bat an eye. They kept going. You know, we had some, uh, you know, a couple mistakes in the second half that gave USC life, um, but um, it wasn't because we weren't playing with energy or playing nervous or didn't believe in the quarterback. I think that they kept playing. Um, I, I sensed the same thing you did, because I was kind of watching their eyes to see how it was going. I got in the huddle there before they went out on the field, and I could tell they were all ready to, to do what they needed to do. Any more questions for Coach? No? Okay. All right, thank you very much.
2: Uh, Justin, Coach McIntyre was just talking about the pressure on the quarterback this week and how important that is. How important do you guys see it be? Yeah, that's
4: definitely one of our top goals this week. You know, their quarterback is you know, very good, very accurate. And, you know, his own line does a good job of, of, of protecting them. But, you know, we've been watching film and the teams that have been able to get him off his spot, you know, get some hands in his face, get some pressure on him, have been successful against him. That's definitely our goal this week. You know, we've been running a lot of games, a lot of stunts and whatnot, you know, trying to figure out ways to get to him so you know, we can get him off his mark and, you know, get him to throw some air and throws. Justin, is it harder
0: to uh, face a quarterback who throws it 50 times or a team who runs it 50?
4: But I'd say it's definitely harder, you know, to pass rush 50 times a game. I think it takes a lot more effort out of a defensive lineman because, you know, you got to rush, and then after that, we might, you know, they expect us to run downfield, you know, to maybe make a play. So I'd say it's definitely more tiring to, you know, pass rush 50, time, 50 times a game.
3: Justin, defenders, you guys always talk about how number one priority most weeks is to stop the run. But this team, is that – do you really worry about the run
4: very much? Uh, you know, you always have to worry about the run. But, you know, they mostly do it just to keep teams honest. And, you know, we're, we're definitely working on stopping the run. But, you know, like I said, our big emphasis this week is, um, you know, getting pressure on that quarterback and really trying to shut down, you know, their, their passing game. Justin, you got a
2: little bit of a mullet going on. Is there any inspiration behind
4: that? Uh, Tyler McCulloch. You can thank him for that. <laughs> <coughs>
2: Certainly qualify as that. Are you guys aware that you, CU hasn't beaten a ranked team since 2009? Do you and your teammates ever even consider that? Yeah, it's, a, it's it's in
4: the back of our minds, and you know, week in and week out, you know, we try to, you know, most importantly, try to win games, and no matter if the team is ranked or not. But yeah, you know, we're definitely trying to get like you know, like you say, put put up a, a brick in the wall like we do here, and get that signature win. Even though you know these guys aren't ranked, it's still a big game for us. And, you know, we still possibly have the chance to make it to a bowl. So, you know, definitely, again, this week this week is important. You know, not to look ahead, but, you know, Utah being a ranked opponent, we were definitely looking forward to that. But, you know, first got to worry about Washington State. But it's definitely a big game for us. Justin, do you think you've uh, surprised some people with how much you've been able to stay on the field this, this year? <laughs> I'd say so. You know, not, not, At the start of the season, you know, in the sort of fall camp, I don't think my coaches thought I could play this much. But you know, I've, I've definitely, you know, you know, my cardio is definitely, thing of something I've worked on, and I feel like I've been, you know, a lot better out there in the field, playing, you know, 50, 60, 70 snaps a game, and I've been feeling good about it. Hi, uh, anything
2: else for Justin? You uh, still talk as fast as a New Yorker, but when did you lose your Queens
4: accent? Uh, you know, I don't know. Living in California for about four years, still, you know, it'll do it to you. <laughs> All right,
2: thanks, Justin. John's not Oh, John,
0: Next question. Coach Max' record here is almost identical to Mike Leach's record. His first three years at Washington State in trying to rebuild the program, and they got a new facility. You now you've got a new facility. Do you kind of see the similarity in the, in the way the programs are, are rebuilding?
4: Uh, I probably don't pay attention that much to Washington State, but I can see the, the, you know the, the similarities between the two programs. You know, unfortunately, you know we haven't done as well as they have this season. But you know, I feel like this team is really on the up. Uh, you know, on the up. You know, this is my last year here, but you know, I feel like you know in the coming years these guys are going to be a good team. And you know, I just hope that I you know I did enough to help in, in this whole re- rebuilding process. All
2: right, thanks, Justin. No problem.